0: Welcome to the Digital Marketing Happy Hour, a podcast about marketing, technology, and life. This is episode 18, the most impactful tools entrepreneurs use in digital marketing, and it starts right now.
1: Digital Marketing Happy Hour is brought to you by Araxum, your resource for marketing and technology. For more information, visit araxum.com. That's dot mcom
0: So welcome everybody to the Digital Marketing Happy Hour. This is, of course, a happy hour and what happy hour would be complete without a few beverages. Chris, what do you have in front of you?
1: I am staying local again. I was local last week. I'm local again this week, uh, local to the Tampa Bay region that is here in Florida. I am drinking a Key Lime Shandy, which is brewed out of, well, right here in Tampa, Big Storm Brewing Company. It's a good beer. What about you, Ryan?
0: You know me, a big fan of, uh, of Big Storm in, in, in Clearwater. I'm also staying local. You know, I've been, I've been away from the whole local brews thing for no reason other than just, I kind of, I don't know, went other directions. And all of a sudden, kind of took a little staycation last week, went down to Annemarie Island, skated local uh, with a little staycation. And now I just kind of jumped back on the bandwagon. So Three Daughters Brewery in St. Petersburg. Uh, it's a, a beach blonde ale, perfect for summer. So that's what I'm using to
1: uh, kick off this uh, happy hour. So we've got our beverages in hand. Let's get started. He's Ryan Smith. I'm Chris Casali. Thank you for joining us this week on Digital Marketing Happy Hour. Marketing is a passion of ours, and we really hope that you're going to enjoy this episode because our goal every week is to help your business achieve results so you can reach your goals.
0: In today's world, it can be so overwhelming for any entrepreneur or SMB marketing team to be more efficient with their time, create content, organize documents, even design graphics, especially for non-designers like myself, or finding time to post on social media.
1: So Ryan and I took the time to compile a list of tried and true tools that we've used ourselves that have solved problems for us, and we think they're going to help you solve problems as well. Now, We didn't want to just throw a bunch of tools at you, right? That would make for a very boring episode. And I also want to add the caveat that the bottom line is these are just recommendations and tools that we've had success with. If you have something that's working for you, there is no need to change anything. There are lots of ways to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. So these are just some thoughts that we've had. The other thing I wanted to mention is... Rather than just list tools at you for the next 30 minutes, we were trying to think well, what's the best way to to sort of group or aggregate some of these tools? And we considered a bunch of options, but Scott Brinker puts out what he calls the marketing technology landscape every year. And it's basically an infographic of the thousands of companies that make up the vast marketing technology landscape in this industry. Within the technology landscape, he's got six buckets that he puts sort of these tools into. They are advertising and promotion, content and experience, social and relationships, commerce and sales, data and management. Now, Ryan and I spent a lot of time putting this list together, and we couldn't come up with one useful tool for advertising and promotion. That's not to say that there aren't any. We just find that the native platforms work better. So we're going to give you a bunch of tools today that that fit into the other buckets of the marketing and technology landscape.
0: So the, the list of tools is, again, a list of tools that we have found and we have used that have worked for us. Now, you might hear some tools that you'll agree with. You might hear us mention tools that, and we don't mention your favorite tool. That's not to say that the tool you're using isn't effective. This is just what we've used. And the, the list that we're mentioning there is way more tools available than what we're going to talk about. To go to a comprehensive list of the tools that we not only are tried and troop, just that we love and we didn't have time to mention, we have a list of them for you. Go to com forward slash tools. That's a r a x a m dot com forward slash tools. The first tool, this is not going to knock your socks off, it is the number two search engine in the world. And it's where you put your videos. It's YouTube. I know this is not cutting edge at all. We'll get to some of those maybe that you haven't heard of before, but we want to start off and talking about YouTube because it is that free video hosting. It's great for social media integration. It's real easy to upload YouTube videos on your channel and then embed them on web pages and blog posts on your website. It also has closed captioned uh, transcription services as well. So we wanted to lead this off with YouTube, but there's a whole lot more that maybe you, uh, you haven't heard of.
1: Yeah, YouTube is definitely a great resource and one that we pretty consistently recommend. But let's say you wanted to have a little bit more control over the videos that you're posting. Vimeo is a fantastic service. They offer private video hosting and they've got free and paid plans. But one of the things that I really like about Vimeo is that when you embed a YouTube video on your website, when you get to the end of the video, it always recommends a bunch of other videos on YouTube that you can watch based on your search history. Well, some of those videos might be your competitors or there might be things that you don't necessarily want your customers to see. In comes Vimeo. You can embed the video the same way you do with YouTube, except now you have more control over the player and any relevant videos that pop up afterwards because there aren't any. So it's just a way to give you more control over the videos that you're hosting. Don't discount YouTube, but use Vimeo where appropriate.
0: Next, we're going to continue with this uh, content category, but we're going to move over a little bit slightly over to marketing automation. Marketing automation is one of those hot button tools that you hear people say in conversations. You're going to read a lot about them. You can do a Google search for them. So this is something that is is big, and a lot of marketers are using them with a lot of success. However, one place that we start at, and this is something that Chris and I have been working with starting back about 10 years ago, and you hear us mention a lot on the podcast, is HubSpot. Now, HubSpot is not a sponsor of ours, although I wouldn't mind if they were. But they are a great resource, obviously, of information and education. They have their own tutorials. But really, where it comes down to, it's their software. And first thing we'll start off with before we get to the automation part of it, they have a free software, for which is great for startups and entrepreneurs. I believe you get up to 2,000 contacts that you can load up. In addition to that, They also have a hub for marketing, which is great for lead generation, uh, attracting visitors to your website. So HubSpot also has a CMS, uh, similar a little bit to a WordPress that you might think of. So there's a lot of different things that you can do with HubSpot. We're just giving you the very high level. It's something that is built for The startups, the entrepreneurs, but as your business grows, or let's say you're already in the SMB or at the enterprise level, they actually have something for you. So really, doesn't matter from startups to Fortune 100 companies. I think you can find something within HubSpot's CRM, marketing automation tools. They have a great for uh, customer service and sales as well. So there is a lot that goes into it. But if you're just starting off and you don't have a lot of contacts, but you definitely need a CRM, start with HubSpot.
1: Yeah, there are lots of great CRM and marketing automation tools out there. And if there's others that you're using, Ryan and I have worked with clients that have used Infusionsoft. We've worked with clients that have used the Salesforce and Pardot combination, uh, even had one in the higher education space that was using Slate CRM. There's lots of them out there. Uh, and as much as we recommend HubSpot, we don't even own stock in the company, but we probably should. But the fact of the matter is we really feel that HubSpot offers one of the best all-in-one platforms on the market today. It's a freemium model, so it's free for a certain number of users and it scales up from there. The marketing automation platform is probably my favorite because, you know, coming from the tech side, it's easy for me to build out very complicated emails and landing pages and workflows. Well, the nice thing about HubSpot is that you don't need to have a technical skill set to be able to use those tools. It's a very, very empowering tool. Anybody with any level of skill, there's. The, they also have HubSpot Academy where they can watch a bunch of videos and learn how to use the tools. So it really empowers every marketer within your organization. And if you're a one-man band or a small shop, anybody will be able to use the tool effectively. So it's really, truly a great resource staying with
0: the marketing automation category the next one is called zapier i love it because people who are not super technologically savvy like my fellow chris here is you can take an app and connect it to another app and zapier makes bridging one app to another seamless and very easy to use what we mean this is zapier has over 2000 apps that's a lot and within that those apps you can connect one to the other, so you can again send information. Now, that could be from Facebook to a Google Sheet. There is all kinds from CRMs, marketing, email, Amazon, Shopify, you name it. Zapier can connect uh, from one place to another. Now, Zapier is a freemium, so I believe they call them Zaps when you're connecting. And once you connect two apps together, when it fires, you know, that counts as one Zap. So you get up to five zaps for free, and that's just enough to test it. And I promise you, once you start testing it, you realize this is making your life easier. You're going to probably want to expand and get into uh, the more premium models. Uh, One of the things I love is we use with Araxum is when you get leads, uh, somebody fills out a form on your website, the leads go right into your email service provider, all seamlessly. So that's another example that marketers love to use a tool like Zapier. So that's a a one that is definitely popular, but also one that we find uh, very useful at Araxum.
1: Yeah, there's lots of tools out there, but if they're not all talking to each other, then you've got to log into a half dozen or a dozen or maybe even more places to pull all of your data together. Zapier makes it easier to connect all of that data. So you only have to check a few spots to be able to get the information you need.
0: The next one, we are kind of move into content creation. And anytime you're creating content, especially when it comes around images, there's a couple that really stand out. When I think of Instagram, for example, and I'm looking for images or You want to, you know, take a famous or maybe inspirational quote and put it over a, you know, a beautiful landscape. Word swag is my favorite. There's others that are like it, just that word swag seems to be, you know, very easy to use. Uh, Again, you can create those images from text. Also kind of transition if you want free stock images. So you can upload your own images, but then also you can go through the pool of stock images and we'll get into some of those because that goes into next of, Unsplash and, and Pixabay are also in there. But WordSwag will also customize the sizes depending on if you want to post something, for example, on Instagram. You know, it has the, the right specs in there so that things aren't cropped out when you upload it into Instagram. So WordSwag is really big. They have a premium version that actually gets into animated motion graphics as well, but WordSwag is definitely a favorite of mine.
1: Yeah, you've heard Ryan and I talk about on the podcast before reusing content. If you've written something, maybe making an image out of it or doing a video with that content so you can use the same content in different areas, Word Swag really empowers you to be able to do that because you can take some of the things that you've written for different areas and quote them with different photos. And they become, it becomes a great resource for uh, social media networks like Instagram to be able to post some of that content. So big fan of that one as well. In keeping with the theme of images, Pixabay, P-I-X-A-B-A-Y, is one of my favorite resources for looking for photos and images. You know, when you're writing a blog post or you're sharing content on social media, you're always trying to find the right image or photo to pair that with because you know that people react better to visual images. Well, I love doing that, but I've always hated having to figure out, you know, if I'm looking through Flickr, through the Creative Commons, is this free for commercial use? Do I have to give proper attribution? Uh, am I following the rules with that correctly? Or if I instead decide to go to, with a stock photography site, you know, I feel like I'm looking at the same photos over and over again, and there's just they feel all very staged and fake to me. Well, Pixabay makes it much easier because all of the images are commercial free. Some of them have attribution requests with them, but very very easy to follow the rules related to that. And it just becomes a great platform for you to find the right image for the information you're putting out there. So big fan of Pixabay.
0: Yeah. And, and following that up next is another content creation for social media specifically, but you can use it for a lot of other places, is Canva. It is a free design tool. It's especially made, as I kind of talked about earlier, for people like me who are non-designers. And as you know, images and graphics are so important, uh, especially in today's world of not only social media, but including those on your website, your articles, and your blog posts. And canva.com makes it extremely Easy to create. You can create blog banners, animated social media. You can get into offline stuff with you know prints and if you get into school they have stuff there for you so there is a lot of different things that are available on canva especially for those you know not very super creative or not designers themselves i love canva it is incorporated throughout our work and uh, definitely if you're not familiar with it i know it's very popular most of you probably know about it but a few of you might not definitely go check it out So sticking with the theme of content creation, going to slide over a little bit more now and get into the aspects of finding content to write about. There's keywords, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but getting a better idea of sometimes it's good to know what is already out there. One of the sites I love is buzz sumo you may be familiar with it it is a freemium model but even on the free side there are a few things that you can use and really incorporate into your content creation and ideas so basically you can take some keywords or keyword phrases plug them into buzz sumo and it will give you all kinds of content that people have already written you can. It's great for doing content research. I think they index literally billions of articles and posts. Also, it's another way you can identify influencers and find the right influencers that you might either want to collaborate with or start following. It's a good monitoring, and they even have an API. So BuzzSumo is a great resource. The free version does give you enough. You can get the premium and it really opens up, but it's a great, great tool for just knowing what people are writing about, what kind of engagement those stores are getting. Because Buzzsumo lets you know the type of Facebook engagement that article got, Twitter shares, if, if it's an image, you know Pinterest, Reddit. There's a ton of information from here and it even gives you a total engagement score. So I'm sure there's even more to it. This is just kind of some of the stuff that I use it for. So definitely check out BuzzSumo and find out before you're getting ready to write your next article, your next piece. See what's already out there. A, you might get some ideas. B, you might find some influencers that you want to collaborate with or learn more about them. Now we get into a little bit more of the analytics. We've created the content, we've created the images, and you hit that publish button. Couple of things we wanna do, know a little bit more about the analytics. One of the things before, I should say, before we hit the publish button, if you're creating a blog post, couple things you're gonna wanna know. What keywords are popular? What keywords have a lot of competition in it? What keywords might not have quite as much competition? Neil Patel created this tool called Uber Suggest, and he's been pumping it up and promoting it for a little while. And it, sometimes I was like, okay, it seems a little heavy. And I actually went, it's like, all right, well, let me go check it out and see how it is. And I was pleasantly surprised. I'll be honest with you again, n- none of these that we're doing were not affiliates. These aren't paid sponsorships, but these are tools we like. And you can plug in your URL, it'll spit back uh, how many backlinks you're getting. Uh, again, a lot of other tools do it, but Uber Suggest just gives you the user interface. I think it's just really easy and it gives you some good recommendations. It's a freemium model, but I think the free version is good to get started and gives you enough information to go on. So you can see what keywords that you wanna go after, maybe keywords you wanna stay away from just because there's such a lot of competition. Recently, Neil Patel also put out a Suggest Chrome extension in the Chrome store. It's fantastic. Plug that in to your browser. And when you go on to and you start doing keyword searches in Google and you get your normal search engine results page as you normally would, now Uber Ubersuggest actually puts in some data next to all of the searches. And so you can actually see, you know, typically, for example, how many backlinks on average does it take for to get your listed on the first page of Google? And so there's some other things that are on there. A lot of information gives you, okay, that keyword phrase you put in there. What would be the average CPC? So if you were bidding on it, what would it cost? Also, if you're really into SEO, you can actually start to calculate a little bit of an ROI. So Ubersuggest is a great tool for that. An additional tool is SEMrush. It is a great keywords and analytics tool. It's a little bit broader than Uber Suggest. I would say Uber Suggest is probably a little bit more user friendly, a little bit easier. Uh, SEM Rush, if you're a little bit more technical, I think that helps. Although, if you're not technical, don't be afraid of it. But um, if you're really not sure and this is not a space you really get into, I would probably Uber suggest first, then SEMrush. However, SEMrush does a whole lot more, and it gets a lot deeper. So SEMrush is really great. Again, it has a freemium model. You will get enough out of it. And the free version, again, as everything else to go by. But if you are, let's say, have a ton of clients, you are a freelancer um, and you have a ton of clients, maybe you want to pay for it. But this is probably the premium version is more on the enterprise level or if you're in an agency and... You have you know twenty clients on hand or more a hundred, then you want to get into that uh, that paid model. So, Uber suggests and SEMrush are great for the keyword and SEO analytics tools. They also also reports uh, information on backlinks as well. So, good tools to have.
1: So that rounds out the tools that we have in our content and experience bucket. It was a lot. The rest of the tools we're going to talk about are going to be much, much smaller subsets of the buckets we talked about earlier, but we spent a lot of time on Digital Marketing Happy Hour talking about the importance of content and content development. So it only felt natural that we would spend a lot of time talking about tools related to content and experience. With that, we're going to move over into social and relationships. Ryan, what's the, the first tool we recommend from a social and relationship standpoint?
0: You know, we talked earlier about the creation of images and and content, and when you put them on social media, you know, I still, the old faithful, I think Buffer is a great tool to schedule blog posts on it and get it out there. It's a a good social media, you know, marketing uh, tool. It's good to monitor, you know, if, if you want to as well. So Buffer is definitely one that I would recommend. I know there's others, there's Hoot Suites, uh, and there's a, a ton of others that go with it. Those are all good as well. It's just we found Buffer just seems to work out really well for us.
1: Yeah, I like to look at it as which tools have you used for the longest period of time. And I feel like there's been a whole host of different social media management tools I've used over the years. But Buffer tends to be one that I think we've used collectively now for quite a while, I'd say at least Mm -hmm. five years plus, which in the social media world, that's an eternity in some ways. So if you've got a tool that works for you, again, as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, keep using it. No reason not to. Buffer tends to be a great one. You know, I know for me, I like to start my morning with a cup of coffee in front of the computer, reading the news and the relevant information. And as I'm going through those articles, Buffer allows me to just go ahead and queue them up for the day to publish to my different social media platforms. And it schedules them to automatically publish throughout the day, which is a really nice feature. In addition to Buffer, for hosting events, we recommend Eventbrite. Now, again, ton of great event hosting apps out there but Eventbrite is, has a scaling payment model. In fact, I think it's free for free events. And then if you're charging for the event, it's like 2% plus 79 cents per transaction or something like that. But it just winds up being a great resource and you can use Zapier and other tools to plug it into a whole host of other platforms. So if you're doing events of any scale, even webinars or online-based events, great option for you. So switching buckets, the commerce and sales bucket. We didn't have a lot here because... There's only so many businesses that fill the space. And and quite frankly, you kind of know the tools that you're using, but if we were gonna make some recommendations, Shopify is the first one that we'd recommend. Brian and I had the opportunity a few weeks ago to be on Z's podcast, Taco Talk, and he runs an agency that focuses on Shopify development. If you are selling anything on the web, products, services, what have you, Shopify ends up being a fantastic option for you. Very customizable. It starts at just $29 a month and then scales from there. And if you want to focus on your business and the products that you're selling, but not have to think about the back end, how you're going to run the commerce and all of the transactions and all of the credit cards, Shopify is a fantastic tool to kind of get you started. I know large businesses using Shopify, and I know some small mom and pop shops. So winds up being a really, really great tool and it scales to fit your needs. So great option. And then as far as payment processing goes, you know, there's so many options out there, but I'm a big fan of PayPal. I know that you can use Venmo. I know a lot of clients that Ryan and I have worked with over the years are using WooCommerce. Again, all great options. But the thing I love about PayPal is that it seems to integrate with just about every shopping cart platform out there, makes payments very easy. It's relatively inexpensive if you're doing small transactions in general, and it can hook up to just about any bank account. So it takes a lot of the massive management of merchant services out of the way for you.
0: So once you have all of your content out there, you've done your keyword research, next, it's to look at the analytics, look at your campaign performance. Again, not reinventing the wheel, but want to put a strong emphasis on the analytics part of it and look no further than Google analytics. You know, Chris and I are big believers in making decisions based on the data. Where do you get that data from? Google Analytics, and it's free. There's a lot of things that you can, in tools in here, that you really can learn a lot about your audience, where your audience is coming from, what page your audience is landing on, what page that they're exiting from. If you have conversions set up, for example, have a conversion set up so that you can actually see if somebody fills out a form on your website, you know, where did they come from to get to your website and then fill out the form. So there is a lot of information that actually can be overwhelming at times. And I understand that. I've talked to a lot of business owners, especially in the small to medium sized space that they don't know how to read the analytics it's because it can be a little overwhelming. But fear not, it is popular for a lot of reasons, uh, one of which is because it is free. But definitely when you have a chance, dive into your Google Analytics, look at your traffic, look at the behaviors of your traffic, the pages that they're touching. You can dive, dive in deeper. I'm not talking about just the demographics of what city or country they're from, but not only the age that they are, You know, is it male, is it female? But take a look at the interests you can find out because google identifies based on their search history your user is in market for this they are in market for that so you can really identify who's coming to your website what's working and what's not working because you can get a ton of traffic to your website but if it's not the right audience of the product that you're selling then it's not working so Google Analytics is way more in-depth than what I'm even giving it, but it's definitely something that's important. And I know some people do shy away from it because they feel uncomfortable getting in it. So we definitely want to reiterate the importance of Google Analytics.
1: Yeah, and we recommend Google Analytics. Obviously, being free makes it very, very easy to get started with. But The amount of data that it gives you access to that allows you to make decisions, really fantastic tool right out the gate. Now, if you've got a lot of data and you're trying to figure out the best way to visualize it, Tableau, I can't say enough good things about them. Now, they're far more expensive than any of the other tools that we've talked about on this list. I think their plans start at $70 a month. But what's cool about Tableau is you can pull in data from all kinds of sources, could be raw spreadsheets, could be blocks of data in a database, could be data through an API or a web service. You can pull it all into the Tableau platform and build these incredible visualizations with your data, which, you know, Ryan and I talk about data a lot. If you want to know where you're going, you've got to understand where you are first and the direction you're headed in, and that'll help you roadmap and plan for success. And Tableau is a fantastic tool that'll help you along the way.
0: Another tool that you can use to really customize your reporting is Swidu. So Swidu is a great white labeling service, and you can customize with all these different widgets and create your own report. So you can pull in different platforms and into one consolidated long report. So for example, if you're running Google ads, and if you're running Facebook ads, if you want to pull in some... Google Search Console or Google My Business Info, and there's a ton more information that you can pull into. You can create your own customized reports with these widgets in it, and it's great if you have to deliver reports, maybe even on a monthly basis. You can automate the reports so that it goes out, schedule it to the first of the month, for example. It's also great you can create white-labeled domains. So, If you do want to white label it, your clients maybe will never know that it's coming from Swidu. It looks like these reports were generated from your own domain. So it's a pretty great tool. It's one of like everything else. It's always getting better over time. So I've had a lot of success with Swidu. It is a free trial. However, it's truly just that. It's a trial, I believe, for only 15 days. And then after that, I believe they start at $75. So again, something that's a little bit more advanced if you have multiple clients that you need to send reports to on a, um, you know, on a monthly basis. And it doesn't have to be monthly. You can pull them up uh, daily if, if you want to. So it's good for you know, marketing
1: analytics and performance and attribution. So the three tools we just talked about make up the data bucket on the marketing technology landscape. Now we're going to talk about the management bucket, which these are tools that really oversee the management of all of the areas that we talked about. And the first one I'm going to mention is you have to have some sort of project management tool. We recommend Asana. Lots of great tools out there. I've worked with companies that use Rike. I've worked with companies that use Basecamp, work with companies that have a much larger budget and they use tools like JIRA, all fantastic options. And again, if you've got something that works for you, keep doing it. But what we like about Asana is the basic level is free and the pricing scales from there. And you can configure it however you see fit. If you want to use it as a simple task tracker, cool. If you want to integrate it to be more of a Kanban board where you pull stuff into production, that works as well. Or if you want to plan out sprints the way they do in the software development world where you're creating user stories and pulling stuff into two-week blocks, you can do that as well. So it's a very dynamic tool with very, very low costs overall.
0: Yeah, we're almost done here. And the next one we're getting into is uh, cloud and collaboration tools. Look no further, Google Drive. I think the Google tools that it offers with its documents, its spreadsheets, it's great for teams. And it's great if you're managing projects that you have these multiple documents and spreadsheets and presentations going forth where people can be in it at the same time, make edits, leave comments, put notes into it. I think it's great. Now, are there other cloud-based where you can upload documents? There's Dropbox, absolutely. I just feel Google Drive is great for the collaboration of it, of multiple people in it at the same time. When it comes to Google Sheets, I think Google Sheets, for example, does everything that you absolutely need. However, I still love Microsoft's Excel. I think that's still, to me personally, I think it's a great spreadsheet and a lot can be done in it. But I think Google Sheets covers the basics. Could it do a little more? Probably. But again, it goes back to the collaboration and the convenience of having everything in one central place where your whole team can get notified when changes are made and you can all be in it at the same time.
1: Yeah, as Ryan mentioned, a lot of great options here. And I know you can use Office 365 online, but I just find that Google Sheets and Google Docs have such low overhead, so easy to use in the browser, and it's very quick and responsive that Ryan and I actually use it to uh, share a lot of information back and forth throughout the day. So uh, definitely one we recommend, but again, great options out there. Our final tool is focused on collaboration, and that's my favorite by far, Slack. Again, lots of great communication platforms out there. You could be using Zoom for video conferencing. You could be using Microsoft Teams. You could be using WhatsApp. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what tool you're using as long as it gets the job done. But what I love about Slack is that everything integrates with it. If you're somebody like me who's easily distracted by all the notifications and dings and whistles that happen on your phone and on your computer, sometimes you want to be able to relegate that into a quiet space. Well, Slack is fully configurable, so you can create custom channels, you can integrate things like Asana. So we've even got it set up now where when tasks are completed in Asana, it notifies us in Slack, or if there's a dependency that there, somebody's waiting on us to get something done, it'll tell us through Slack. So there's all these great ways to share information. It can host all of your files, too, if you want to share files back and forth. Google Docs can be attached directly in Slack. So when something's updated appropriately, you can ping the right person. So just a phenomenal collaboration tool, and we highly recommend it.
0: So these are the tools that we use that we have found, again, to be useful for us. We know that there are other tools that are just as good, and you might even think they're better. But again, we wanted to give you the list of what works for us. If you're going for a run, if you were in the car, you just can't you know, write them all down right now. That's okay. We have this list in more tools available for you. Just go to araxam.com forward slash tools. Again, it's A-R-A-X-A-M.com forward slash tools. And there you can download in the full list that we talked about today. Plus I'll call them honorable mentions, additional tools that we didn't mention on here.
1: So that'll wrap up this edition of Digital Marketing Happy Hour. Hopefully you found some of the tools on our list useful. Hopefully many of them you were already using. And no episode of Digital Marketing Happy Hour is complete without our Keep It Light segment. So Ryan, what are you binge watching or reading these days?
0: You know, it kind of went back and when you get a good book, Every once in a while, it's good to go back. We learned a lot from it. And so that's one of the things that I have been doing. And it is actually, it's been through Audible. It is Dare to Lead by Dr. Brené Brown. If you're not familiar with her, she is, first of all, I think she's kind of funny. She has a great personality, tells it like it is, but her whole messaging, I think, is great for both business and personal. And it's really just leading with empathy and something we have talked about in the past on this show. So, a couple of things that she mentions, you know, some of her sayings, you know, clear as kind. Unclear is unkind. Be empathetic. Don't be, you know, just be sympathetic uh, to people. And again, you can use that in your personal life, in business, especially going through this time of, you know, COVID 19 pandemic. When you're crafting your marketing messaging to your customers or prospective customers or on social media, you want to do it in a way that is empathetic. So, again, there's a lot. In her book, she had a Netflix special, which was great. So if you haven't yet, or you don't even have not heard of Brene Brown, please go read uh, Dare to Lead. She's got other books. And go check out her Netflix special. So that is what I'm doing, keeping it light. What about you, Chris?
1: Yeah, so I have not had much leisure time lately with the kids getting back to school here in Florida and just all the work that's ongoing. I haven't had time to kick back and watch any TV or even read any books or listen to Audible, which is kind of unusual for me. So I'm going to recommend a book that I read probably a year ago at this point. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know, Brian and I are big fans of Simon Sinek. Had an amazing opportunity back in 2014 at the Inbound Conference to meet Simon. He had just published the book, Leaders Eat Last. So we had opportunities to meet him, get a photo take and have him sign the book. And I've been following his work ever since. Well, he published a book last year called The Infinite Game. I think it was about a year ago now. And it's truly a phenomenal book. It Mm -hmm. basically talks about the mindset of individuals in business and how you know focusing on the long-term versus the short-term gains because you know the business doesn't end at the end of the quarter or at the end of the year or whatnot. It carries on and on forever. And so focusing on that long-term is so important. And some of the quotes that stood out to me throughout my reading were, finite players play to beat the people around them. Infinite players play to be better than themselves. And I think that's something we can all learn from, right? Always trying to be better, to learn and grow and to improve from there. And another one that stuck out to me was, no matter how successful we are in life, when we die, none of us will be declared the winner of life. Really kind of puts things in perspective and why we should have that infinite mindset. So fantastic book. I highly recommend it. The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek.
0: Well, we'd love to hear from you. And I'm sure after we went through our tools, you have something to say. So please let us know what tools that we didn't mention that you love. What did you like? What do you disagree with? Let us know. Send an email to podcast at araxon.com. That's podcast at dot Also, let us know on social media. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. It's Ryan Smith, F-L-A. Ryan Smith, FLA, and then of course go into LinkedIn. You can find both of us there. Uh, for LinkedIn, do Ryan Smith, and then make sure you add marketing after that. Believe it or not, there's a few Ryan Smiths on LinkedIn, and of course you can always go to our Araxum page on LinkedIn. You'll find both of us there as well.
1: Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter as well. On LinkedIn, you can find me under Chris Casali. You can also find me under Araxum, as Ryan mentioned, or of course Digital Marketing Happy Hour. And on Twitter, my handle is RealChrisCasale, that's R-E-A-L-C-H-R-I-S-C-A-S-A-L-E. And if you haven't done so yet, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. We sincerely hope it will enlighten your day. And be sure to tune in next week when we'll be joined with a very, very special guest. After all, this is our mom's favorite podcast.
0: Thanks everyone. Have a great day and we will see you next week with the special guest. Thanks everyone.
1: Thank you for listening to the digital marketing happy hour. This week's episode is brought to you by araxum.com, your digital resource for marketing and technology. Visit araxum at a-r-a-x-a-m.com. The music intro you heard is called Pure Adrenaline by Eddie off the album Too Damn Loud. You can learn more at cactuslimrecords.com. The music used for closing credits is a song called In My Pocket by Jazzer. You can find it on their album Message. Learn more at betterwithmusic.com. Thank you for listening.